had it on. You were only wearing the vest, right? No, I had. I, well, yes. I think so. <laughs> I think, because I just got out of my work clothes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Three Semi-Grown Men. This is episode 10. We didn't think we'd ever make it this far, but here we are. My guys, how we doing today? Bro, I feel like I'm on Family Feud. What was that? Yeah. That was the goal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Of, I, tell you something, I have watched a ton of Family Feud videos this week. Really? Like, <laughs> like, I watched this one where this dude was trying to start a video uh, like a video business, and uh, he's like, Steve, I need this money, and when they won. I always laugh because their reactions are so funny. So, right. So, yeah, I watched a lot of Steve Harvey this week. I just love their funny, they're like the funny moments. There's one... Where they go, distract him, distract him, and the chick the legs starts shaking, yeah, shaking her breasts, and the guy's what? like, what? And the dude's like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and Steve Harvey slaps him and goes, "That's your wife over there, man." Like, oh my god! That dude, Steve has no chill. Bro. I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah, Steve is good. Steve is good. Man, so how's everybody doing? Man, I'm great. It's been. We got engagement pictures we're taking today. Got my ring in last night. So that was dope. Nick, so, how how are you feeling? I am I'm here. I'm a little a little sick. You sound a little stuffy, dude. It's this weather. Every time it goes from hot to cold to cold to hot, bro. I this weather is sick. I I was sick. What last last week? Yeah. Something like that. Over, I, so and yep. you were like dying. This weather kicked my tail, dude. I mean, it always is. I'm like Lil. you. What, Lil? Sit down. She just wants to lie. She doesn't know how to get out. Here, go go go. But yeah, no, I was. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's weird because like it went from fifty four to eighty in like two days. Like two days, yeah. And then it's just consistently got more and more hot. Hot and then humid and then because humid. it's been raining. Oh yeah. god, the rain. It's been awful. Do y'all have any? Well, I know you did. Did you have any issues with the rain? No, actually. So the day that like the power went out for like half of Paragold, I fell asleep. <laughs> And in those 30 minutes that I was asleep was when all of the telephone poles broke, like, half a mile from my house. Oh, crap, dude. And I slept through all of it. I woke our, up, I had three missed calls from Alexis. I was like, what is going yeah, on? our power went out at work, and, like, FedEx had just got there, and we're about to load them. And oh. he's talking to us, and he's getting stuff tagged. And the lights go out, and they're like, out, out. And I was like, Ethan, hold me. I was scared. Yeah, bro, we're sitting there. I'm sitting there charting trying to get some patients stuff done and like we see it flicker and we're like ah oh, shoot and then like a couple minutes later I'm, I'm in the room about to give this lady a shot and the lights go out <laughs> and she's like son don't stick me right now I said man <laughs> the lights worry. go out and he goes eeny meeny miny <laughs> and he goes and here comes the plane <laughs> yeah it was bad bro and so then the lights finally come back on but our internet was out Oof. and then oh and let me tell you the lights going out wasn't the worst part so we have this big electrical room at our job where like all of our Wi-Fi's and our computer stuff goes. Right. There was this awful like buzzing noise, really? like air raid signal go off that we didn't know how to shut off. So we had to listen to it for two days before our IT department finally was able to come out and fix it. I mean, it was like my gosh for like two days, bro. It was miserable. My ears, I still hear. It. I think my ears are <laughs> ringing. Well, dude, Chloe's, uh, you know, they're. Her office is in the hospital, um, but they're they you know they just got contracted with the hospital, so their phone lines aren't on the hospitals. Oh, oh. so she couldn't make phone calls the rest of the day. Oh man, man, she might as well have gone home. We did. My my uh, physician that I work for, like he walked out of a room like we had to do paper charts for the last four or five patients, yeah. and like when he got done and she walked out, he said, "Go home, I'm over it." So, oh my gosh! <laughs> it, it was a headlamp like example. <laughs> It was bad, bro. Well, we loaded Sheesh. we loaded FedEx, and then we had a hotshot driver show up. Mind you, it was just pouring. Oh it was, yeah, it was torrential. It came down, and he goes, he goes, I waiting here for me. And I said, do whatever you want. <laughs> I said, the lights are out. I'm about to go home. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> it took was... our entire logistics department that was there to get this guy loaded. And mind you, so a hotshot driver, they drive in like a normal truck in a trailer cross country. This guy was going to like a oh Alaska. dang. Oh shit! That sounds awful. We were I've getting done it, that before. We were getting it loaded on there, and he, mind you, the second day on the job, 
And I was like, okay, cool. So we're getting him loaded. And the way that we were getting him loaded in the steel bay was hard because we couldn't go around the trailer to adjust anything. We had to do it from one side. So all of us got up on the trailer and pushed this several hundred pound Ooh. pallet. Oh, but mind God. you, thank God for the rain. The trailer was slick, so it just, yeah, just slid, slid right by. There. Yeah. Me and me and John almost died because we were like, it got caught on like one of the like boards. So we were like pulling it up as they pushed. They almost took both my my right leg and his left leg out completely. It would have like just destroyed us. Jeez. We would have fallen off the trailer and hit the concrete. Oh shoot. Yeah, dude, it was, it was, it's been a real weird week. Like, it's just rained all week. Yeah. <clears throat> it's been just gross. I've been exhausted, dude. Yeah. I, Thursday and Friday, both. Like, it hit 2 o'clock and my body was exhausted. I had, like, I was emotionally, mentally exhausted. Like, I just went home and I was like, can I just not be an adult? I had a short temper. Like, I was just... Ugh, and I don't know what it was. Like it was just a normal week, other than it was raining. But like I was done. Dude. This week, just in general for me, has just kind of been super long. Like going yeah. to work, um, which is the, crazy because all of May has flown by. We're halfway through we're May. Halfway dude. through May, yeah. But this week in particular, I don't know what it is. But this week in particular, like Monday awesome. started off rough. Uh, which yesterday was was especially difficult because we had two people that was that called yeah. out. So like they they asked off. And we got slammed. I got. I get to work. Let me, let me start my Friday off like this. I wake up early, pray, read read the Bible. Everything's good. Get dressed. Get ready. Um, I go to look for my keys, and my keys are in Caitlin's car. She's already at work. Dang. So I have to call her. She's got to come bring me my keys. So I take her to work. We just drive one car that day because right. she had Spring Fiesta, so everything just worked out because Alexis brought her home. So that right. that worked out. But I so. Usually at my job, I get to work at seven thirty, get everything turned on, start the systems because we run our own lab, get all of those ready to go, good to go. So I get there at seven fifty eight. Okay, so I'm thirty minutes behind. Nothing's turned on. No, none of my uh, machines are running. None of that stuff. Well, then we get eleven people walk in at eight o'clock. Sheesh. And we was only seeing seven people that day. So we had 11 sick calls come in that day, that morning. So I'm already behind. Right. I get there at 8 o'clock. I can't clock in. I'm having computer issues, and so I'm on the phone with IT until 8.15. Gosh. And then on top of that, at 9 o'clock, we have all of our regular people come in. I mean, dude, it was just, it was me. So it was me and the doc, and he was literally having to pull patients back because we were both so far behind. Sheesh. I mean, it was just a bad day. It was not fun. We ended up seeing 21 people. Um, in a span of about four hours. Yeah. So it was not fun at all. Which, you're an MA. Yeah. So, like, you're the guy that takes them back, does stuff. So were you having to be the patient coordinator? Um, so luckily, Miss Jennifer was still there, but my my second MA that works there was not there. So usually, we'll kind of rotate back between, like, I'll go get one while I'm getting one, and she'll get the other. And, well, in this case, since she wasn't there, I'm just having to run back and forth and get all of them. But when you try to fill four rooms, because it's not just as an MA, I don't just pull them back, get their vitals, send them to the room. I have to go into the room. I have to get all their H and P, which is their history and physical. I have to see what's going on. We have to we have to intricately go through every medication they have, make sure it all matches. And you get some of these old people who who take 10, 15, 20 medicines right. a day. Walmart sack full of stuff. You know, <laughs> it takes a while to get medicines done. And so, like, I, I can I can pull a patient back by eight o'clock. I'm probably not walking out of that room until at least 810. Gotcha. Just getting their history and physical. Right. So if that's the case for all 11 people, I mean, I am I was behind, bro. I didn't get to pull, I'll say it like this. I didn't get to pull my 9 o'clock patient back until 937. It was, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. Sounds pretty rough. Yeah. This lady come up to me and she said, she said, uh, she said, hon, I'm so sorry. I was like, what are you sorry for? She said, because you're the only face that I see today. She was like, I just feel so bad for you guys. I was like, well, I guess it's part of it. It was, it was a bad day. It was, it was a bad day. She was also blonde. It was really weird. Yeah, she it was. She had seen his face. Like, yeah. I think she just imagined what she saw, to be honest. She saw it was probably better than what she, she saw. She saw David. Probably saw <laughs> I'm running down her tears my eyes because I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. He's uh, <laughs> uh, why, why are you apologizing? <laughs> 
Nah, it it wasn't so bad because at after that horrible rush of people, it really slowed down. I was actually able to kind of catch up, but dude, the, that morning, like I, I looked at Doc and I was like, "Hey, bro, thanks for thanks for helping." He said, he looked at me, said, "Son, you was drowned." He was like, "I I felt bad for <laughs> you." He said, I, "I wasn't gonna let you do that, dude." I think it was Thursday. We just there was a bunch of confusion, and like I would go to one of these hospitals or rehab centers. And then as I was leaving to go to the next one, I would get an order for that same rehab, sometimes for the same patient, and be like, and it was all weird equipment. Like, it wasn't something that I would just have with me, because, you know, we keep some of the more common things on us in case something out of town or something nearby comes in while we're out of town. And this was, like, real weird odd-in stuff that you'd never keep on you. So I had to, like, for the first five, five, almost six hours of my day, I was running back to where I'd just come from. Just guzzling gas. Oh. Because like <clears throat> our location's like kind of in the middle of the town. Yeah. And most of these rehabs that I was having to go to are like just on the outside of like the urban area of town. So okay. I mean it's a good two, three miles away with you know, city traffic. It's it takes a while. It takes me it can take me up to fifteen minutes sometimes to get to some of the further rehabs. And, I mean, as soon as I'd leave them, I'd get another order. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? So I'd have to drive all the way back to our office to get this stuff. Then drive all the way back. And I did that like four or five times. And I was like, bro, we've got to get this. For the first six hours, dude, it was just, as I was leaving, I'd get another order. And it's, again, like sometimes for the same patient. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Are you now a full-time driver? Or are you still over the warehouse, too? Because uh, I've been noticing a lot that you've been delivering stuff, which I know you did that a little bit, but yeah. like, are you doing that more than you were before? So, last year, whenever I went on that cruise in October, yeah, uh, when I came back, they asked me to do uh, the deliveries to our hospitals and our rehabs, because okay. we're becoming such a popular and such a big business, like local. Yeah, I'm referring y'all a ton to people. Exactly. And yeah. I, I mean, we're making connections. Uh, our, our sales reps and stuff are doing amazing things in the hospitals. And so it just picked up so much. And so originally... Yeah, location really badly. They, yeah, but <laughs> we'll see. That's a different story. That is yeah. a different story, but uh, y'all really do. And if they do, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so originally the person who is... We have one driver that's local and does all the, like, the, the local stuff. Um, and he was doing all of the hospitals and rehabs too because most of the hospitals and rehabs are within that town. Um, and it just, we got so busy that like, it was impossible to do both. And it truly is like, there are days where the only thing I do is deliver to, to these hospitals. Oh shoot. And so with that, I try to hit the warehouse when I can, but most of the time I'd say three, if not four days a week, I'm driving constantly. Like I'll have just enough time to get to the warehouse and pull in before they're sending another text saying they need something else. And I'm like, ah, golly dude. So that's what I mean. I'm not technically a full time driver, but working here as in, a full time driver. Yeah, here in a couple of weeks I will be because I'll be 21. Oh, really? Is that what you're going? You're so you're. Are you going to try and get away from being over the warehouse just entirely? Or? Oh, when I turn 21, they're putting me behind the wheel whether I want to or not. Oh, so that's <laughs> like already, they've been, that's already been established. Yeah. Oh, the God, only God, reason God. that I wasn't a driver before is because they hired me when I was 19, and uh, it's crazy you've been working on them two years. Or no, year, no, a, a year. year. A year. It, I've been there about a year. It'll be a year and a half in June. Yeah. Yep. So that's still crazy. That's though. still crazy. I've been home for a year and a half. Well, it's like my my one year anniversary of being back um, at the hospital is coming up in June. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So it's just where is time gone? Like I I still remember like starting back at the clinic. You know, like it just blows my, two, my two years at Allen is in February. I feel like I've been in just like this massive time jump since 2019. Like, it feels like when we were chilling at Grammys was yesterday. Yes, bro. I, like, for real. Spider-Man! Yeah. And now we're here paying bills, getting married. Like, what the freak? Where'd it go? Don't, don't, bro, I was Don't bring up marriage right now, please. Speaking of marriage. Oh, dear God, yeah. Uh, I got a couple adult moments this week. All right, brother, bust them out. Okay, so the first one is we were donating some, uh, some specialty equipment to... Uh, one of the colleges nearby for their physical therapy department. 
and I was asked three days prior to uh, learn the specialty equipment and go do the presentation for people I've never met and I've never presented stuff like this before. Uh, so that was freaky. But, you know, 15 minutes or so with the equipment and I was good, you know. But I, when I did the presentation, apparently I did well enough that we have a, uh, a co-worker who's actually going into that, like ta- about to take the PT classes at this college. Um, and her director remembered me by name. So, like, that was pretty cool. Um, there's some big things, uh, some big conversations talking about uh, my profession and my career. So that was pretty cool. Got to talk to the big man about that. And uh, the last one that I'm kind of most excited for is I got my ring in. Yeah. And uh, I had no clue up until last night whenever you and Caitlin told me that it's apparently bad luck to wear it before the wedding. <laughs> like, I had no clue. But my reasoning, like, the reason that I wanted to wear it is because... I go to hospitals, and I'm a I'm a semi attractive guy, you know. Like the, I'm not I'm not the worst looker, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I agree. And there are people that I'm sure look at me, and I can feel the eyes sometimes when I'm walking through uh, the hospitals. And as I go to the gym and get more fit, and this bubble butt starts to come back, like <laughs> the eyes are just <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Oh my god. I think. Uh... I think we need to have an executive meeting and get rid of Shelton. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, you still got them red. Them so red you want to start paying bad notes? So you want me to start? You want to start paying me for the editing, or I'll just beat you up and make you do it. No, no I'll roll persuasion. Oh, oh my god, because that works no, so well for in, the goblin. Wouldn't that be intimidation? If you're trying no, to beat me up, like, yes. Yeah, I think I have a plus eight intimidation. No, I'm pretty sure your intimidation was low. I don't remember. Anyways. He's about to pull it up like a loser. Like a loser, yeah. But I wanted to wear it so that maybe it would ward off some of the eyes or if somebody tried to make like a an ring attempt. ring does not make anyone go away. Real Trust quick, me. I got a really funny ring story real quick. We was going to uh, a winter, it was a winter fest in Mississippi one year. Um, I love, oh wait, never mind, I think a winter jam. You think a winter jam. No, this is winter fest. This is at uh, Victory Church in okay, Mississippi. Yeah. It was one of those, it was back when we was in the youth. Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So me and Caitlin first got married, this is like 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we, and uh, I just got off work. I ran to the apartment, grabbed my clothes, shot straight to the church. Like, I didn't even have my church shoes on. Like, I jumped out of my car trying to put my church shoes on. I was running so late. Um, I forgot my ring. And I was freshly married, Bro. so I had taken it off because at that time I was wearing a metal ring, and yeah. my ring was super heavy. Like it just felt weird. Love my silicone rings. That is the greatest thing I've ever invested in. So I get to the church, and I'm like, I just feel off. You know, like when you're missing yeah. something, like you, you feel just, just know. a little naked. Yes, and I was like, man, what is that? And I'm playing with my finger. You'll notice I play with my finger all the time. Yeah, I do and too. And I noticed that I didn't have my ring on. So me and Jay run to the office, and at first we tried to get a piece of paper and ripped it and tried to make a ring. Oh out of it. my god! It, it didn't work. No, so it Jay, didn't work. So Jay's like, "Bro, let me grab a sharpie." So this man had drew a sharpie ring on my finger, and it worked until Pastor goes, "All right, guys." Uh, everybody needs to get Germix on their hands. <gasps> and so I didn't think about it. So I get Germix and I'm rubbing my hand and my Sharpie ring has smeared all oh. over my hand. And she goes, where's your ring? And I go, oh no. So then I had to explain to her like what happened. She was so mad at this me. This is the broken nose story all over again. She said, she said, this is the first big event where we're going to be married and you forget your ring. I was like, dude, it wasn't even like that. I was running late. Blah, blah, blah. He got stuck. Nah, Bro, Caitlin, she was Caitlin, so mad. Caitlin, if you ever listen to this podcast, which let's be real here. Yeah. Come on. Be real here. If you ever listen, <laughs> it was, it, he meant it. He, he meant, meant it. It, it was meant, the first big event. It. He meant to forget it. No, that's not. Yes, how it works. Well, here's no, my yeah, thing. It was intentional. <laughs> I'll put it like I'm putting this. you in the doghouse, brother. <laughs> here in seven years, she's finally gonna listen. <laughs> Y'all gonna have kids. You're gonna move on, and, and then she's gonna be like, "What? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Ten years ago, you meant to do that. <laughs> it's gonna be 2030." <laughs> Bro, real quick, you know, me and Caitlin. You said ten years. Me and Caitlin will be together ten years, June twenty thirty nine. Of 25. Oh, together. I was thinking married. That's no, crazy. We got together June 9th of 2015. I think it's 2030. Let me go check my messages. 
Um, I'm pretty sure it was 2030 that um, sometime in like May or June, sometime in the summer, I will have known you and Alexis the majority of my life. That's insane. But yeah, me and Caitlin will be together, not married. We was together. 2028, when I turn 26, I will have known y'all half my life. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Uh, What was you saying? So like you said, like the whole ring thing, you know, where... Yeah. That's why I wear silicone rings, because they're not my wedding ring. They're not. I, which I wear them, like, for comfort. I just play with it. Right. Yeah, I, I play but when you're like, time. oh, wearing a ring's going to keep people... No, it's not. No, it's not. It's It, it has helped me. There were some ladies If it hospital. doesn't, you know what will? The box knife that I keep on me at all times. <laughs> he just stabs a nurse in the hospital. You don't have to stab him. You just threaten him. Listen. Just flick... And if you think it, this is bad, you should see my wife. And then you just leave. Yeah, she beat the crap out of a kid over a bicycle, so... When she was like nine. Imagine how she is at 19, 20. 20. I'm just saying. I'm so ready for her to be 20. Y'all don't know. It feels so weird <laughs> saying that I'm dating a 19-year-old. Like, I get she's an adult, right? Stop, stop. But, like, it sounds weird. She, Chloe's 19. Shut up. It sounds weird. You are engaged to a teenager. How does that sound? So I'm saying like that. That sounds. I know. That's bad. why I hate it. I'm ready for her to be 20. But I you're. Hate. But you're 20. I'm exactly. 21. I'm 21 and Chloe's 19. Well, see the now. Here's the thing. I, when we got, well, I was it's same thing for me. I had just turned 20 when I got when I asked Caitlin to marry me. She was 19. She didn't turn 20 until the following April. So. Which Chloe turns 20 this year, but I'll be 22 this year, so I mean. No, there'll always be a two. But he's just talking about. Yeah, that. but once you're out of the teens. The word teen, yeah. Once you're out of the teens, then whatever. If it makes you feel any better, John and Jordan got married at 19. But they were both 19. I think. So then, yeah. I think. Yeah, but I'm just talking about, like, y'all talking about, like, the, the idea. There that, is no teen left in my life. Uh, that is true. I am 20. And she is 20. 19. Like, it's just, ugh, ugh, gross. We're, no, we're, we're semi-grown, so we're like 20. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you, for, thank listening. you for listening. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Where's that contract at? Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, yeah, we I got to find those. <laughs> Why are you just eating laminated? I do. Just hang them up on the wall. We'll put uh, we, need to, we need to get a greatest you know, achievements wall just, and just put the contract. Just hey. binding legal contracts to this podcast so, or somewhere. So I want yeah. you to look at my whiteboard and look at how straight that line is. I was going to ask about that. I thought Lilith drew it with her mouth. <laughs> oh, so many jokes. God, so not much. enough appropriate ones. <laughs> I struggle. I know. I just gave myself a headache trying to think of a good joke. I know, to dude. I was like, running. I was, <laughs> I was running laps, and I was like, nope, oh, not that one. That oh, one. Nope, nope, not that nope. one. <laughs> All right. So, today, in occasion of me being a little sick, what is the worst sick story you have Ooh. that is not graphic? Yeah, we don't want um, nasty. No noises either, because oh, people here yeah. throw up noises and they like lose it. Let me tell you something. The funniest thing. This is not a sick story, but the other day we was playing D and D, and oh my you gosh, made Mark drive. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> what was it that you guys threw up about? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know. Something with those with the red brands that we dealt with. It was those three that were. Really oh, it was the oh. eyeballs. Oh, yes. Uh, who was it? Jay poked out their eyeballs. Okay, yeah. And then so... After, I, I don't remember how, what all happened, but yeah, I remember yeah. that. Well, Lee and Aloysius had to roll to see if they could keep their lunch down. Because they have the weakest stomachs of the bunch. And Aloysius hadn't eaten in three days. He'd been asleep for 72 hours, so he didn't have anything on his stomach. He dry heaving. So he was just dry heaving. And then he you like, I, I threw up in my <laughs> Don't mouth. make the noise we just said, don't. <laughs> he made the, lead. The noises are so funny, though. The noises are part of it. If you don't know the noises, though. You that. made lead throw up, and you said, you can roll to swallow it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just letting <laughs> oh, you down. Oh, that's so nasty, bro. Like, I'm not rolling for 
that. Hey, bro, I was watching TV the other day. So much for not being graphic and nasty. Hey, bro, I was watching TV the other day, and there was a basketball player. His name Gary Payton II. They said that uh, there was a clip of him. He had thrown up in his mouth. Oh. And he had to keep playing. No. And then at, he called a timeout after the other team missed, and he ran to the locker room to go throw it up. I was Ugh. like, that is disgusting. That's awful. Like, why would you put that on Sports Center? Ugh. That <laughs> was awful. Okay. That, now that that's all done. So My worst, worst story. Worst sick story. Um, the most sick I'd ever been was I had strep and mono at the same time. Oh. And my strep was so bad that it killed off the mono. Oh, my God. Dude. I was <laughs> sick for like two weeks, just dying. And, Ooh. I mean, that was just a rough one. And then, uh, shoot, I think it was 2018. I uh, got the stomach bug real bad, and I was laying in on Grammy's couch and like shivering, like under three covers, shivering, teeth clattering. They had left, and I'd never been had a fever that high. When my teeth started clattering, I couldn't get them to stop, and I started like having like a panic attack about it. I thought yeah. I was gonna bite my tongue off. Yeah. And then I like my stomach turned, and I had to throw up. And they had uh, they had Lexi at the time, and she was still like a little pup. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure she was in heat, so they're keeping her in the house. And they had a, a like a little dog pen, you know, the, the baby gates. They had, the, they had a baby gate. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to Olympic jump over this baby gate to get to the bathroom. Like, did the whole, what is that called? The vaulting over the. Yeah, like a. It's not a pole vault, but the. A hurdle. 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 Yes. yes I had to do the whole hurdle. To get to the toilet so I could hurl. It was... Gross, dude. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think my most sick story I've ever had, uh, which I've had two. I had two really bad ones. Um, I remember when I was seven, I had pneumonia. Oof. Really, really bad. We didn't know what it was. My mom was a nurse, but, like, my, like, I, I, it was, it was really bad. Only thing I remember is I remember coming home from school. I'd walked into the bathroom, I'd puked, I'd went, I, and I was laying on the couch, and I just had the worst stomach pain I've ever felt in my life. Like, you know, like when you see those people doubled over, Holdman's, like, yeah. that's what it was. Went to the, or went to the hospital, um, they checked me, they had to give me fluids, I was so dehydrated, and then they my admitted gosh. me in the hospital, I was in the hospital for like two weeks. Sheesh. Yeah. My mom can play for, I don't know if it was actually two weeks, but I, if I remember specifically, I think it was two weeks. Um, Let's call her up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll verify that. And then the second one was, um, it was it was either my senior year or my freshman year of college. It was one of the two. It was sometime during that time period. And I had got flu A and B at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Um, it it was that, it was, y'all remember that one year where flu was just super bad, like everybody was catching it? Yep. Well, somehow I caught both strands of it. Sheesh. And I... I, I don't remember anything about it. I only thing I remember I remember waking up in my bedroom under a cover with my, with a fan on me, and then I remember waking back up sweating so bad that I had to like run outside. That's all I remember. Sheesh. It was. I, Mom says I slept for like four days. It was bad. It was bad. But that's really about as sick as I've ever gotten. Oh what you so senior year? Oh God! I got the flu seven times back to back. Like it was flu, clean, healthy, flu, just clean, <laughs> clean. He's taking the flu like an out. Hey man, you got that B? You got that B strand? But so I got the flu seven times in a row, and my immune system was just destroyed. And this is around the time that that COVID was happening overseas, and on that cruise boat, and then I got just super, super sick. And we didn't know what it was at the time, and we still don't know what it was. I think I had COVID. Yeah. I probably. really, really do. I was having trouble breathing. I was, I couldn't do anything. The only time I felt good was in a hot bath. And, I mean, I lost like 45 pounds. Good Lord. I lost a lot. I couldn't eat. I could, I could get fluids down, but I mean, I was just dying. Just dying. You remember? Yeah. I walked in and awful. he went, 
Jesus Christ, what happened to you? And I went, what do you mean? And he's like, I thought you died. I'm like, I'd have texted you. I mean, <laughs> hey, bro, said, I'd have texted I'm you. dead. <laughs> but I came into uh, to school. It was, a, it was a Wednesday. So Wednesdays were ULD, which is where we had to wear our uniforms. And it was the third or fourth Wednesday of the month. So it was ABU day. So it was our camo day. I came in. You could pull my blouse off my chest, like, like think of like a stretch. This isn't a stretchy t-shirt. No, this, no, that's this some blouse. Big, are, yeah, them cargo style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you can pull it off of my chest, like you could pull a t-shirt off of your chest right now. It was so loose, and it was wild. Oh, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, it was pretty wild, dude. If I'm ever sick, I'm losing like three or four pounds maybe. Yeah. But not 45. 40. Well, I was sick for like two months. God. I was, was on sick so for many... most of our senior year. That's which absolutely insane. was, what, seven months? I think we got out. We got out two So eight months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, bro, I was so sick. To the point where when I came back to school, I was so pale and pasty. It wasn't funny. My skin tone had changed. <coughs> I had, um, I was constantly sweating. Yeah. Like I had a forever fever is what it felt like. Um, and they put me on these like steroids and these steroids were like crack is what it felt like. They were like 400 milligrams of something. My gosh. And I had like three of them at a time. It was, it was something. Bro. It was, I was up at 2 a.m. building this, this futon you're sitting on. And like <laughs> tables and like, I was in the dining room or what was considered the game room of that house. Building furniture. Because those steroids like made me feel like cloud nine. Probably made you feel good though. Or Bro, feel yeah. better. Dude, I could have fought a bear. And if you would have seen that, you better hop in and help the bear. Like, that's how good I felt. That's so funny. Dude, yeah, I've... I, I don't get sick often. I don't. I have built up a pretty good immune system, um, which I know it sounds you funny. You better knock on some wood, my boy. Well, no, and I, I'm going to get to that, but, like, I've, I've talked to doctors, and they said that, like, I've built up a pretty good immune system over the years, like, from going outside and being, right. being so active as I am. Looking at me, you wouldn't tell that I'm active, but, you know, I, I am pretty active. I mean, we can tell you're actively going to the fridge. Uh, I mean, still getting up and going somewhere. Um, but okay. uh, <laughs> when I do get when I do get sick, it's really really bad. Yeah, but, same. Yeah. I get sick maybe once every two years. It's coming down, uh, Joe. Huh? It's getting close. Uh, I mean, I got pretty bad there with uh, the weather this year, so I think I'm fine. Yeah, I think I think that was my bad sick. Usually, I get sick usually twice a year. It's when it goes hot to cold, yeah. and when it goes when it goes uh, fall to super cold. Yeah, is when it gets me because I can handle it when it starts getting like the temperature starts dropping at nighttime. I'm kind of okay there, but when I wake up and it's like 20 degrees outside, I'm screwed. Dude, I'm over right. this this heat. And it's only going to get worse. You're telling me. You know it's supposed to get up to 90 sometime tomorrow? Yeah, 91. I do. 91. And we're going to be outside all day. All freaking day. I was like, Mom, I could choke you. I love you, but I could choke you sometimes. Which, uh, I don't know if y'all know this. Happy Mother's Day. Your present is your son's going to have a stroke. I'm absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to go kick a ball and it's going to fall over. I'm going <laughs> to hide the, sh- just I'm gonna hide the, the shade mouth. the whole time while y'all do whatever you're doing. Oh, dude. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Their kickball tournaments, that was one thing. <clears throat> Sorry. That was one thing whenever Alexis and I uh, kind of parted ways. I guess, when we broke up last year, parted ways. Like, we're business partners. We parted ways, you see. She went her way and I went my way. I was up a class, you see. We parted ways. When we broke up last year, uh, that was one thing that I really missed was the kickball games with her family. Like... They go hard, dude. Hey, we get stupid competitive. Let me tell you something. I'll just we're calling fouls. And let me tell you, when we had TJ's birthday, whenever like Alexis and I started talking again, freaking, I pulled one of the sickest moves ever. I was on first base and I ran, and they threw it to second base, and second base threw it at me as I was running to second base, and I slid under, 
and it went over, and then I ran and hit second base as first base was throwing it at me again. It was it was dope. It was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. I, I, I can attest that. If I remember correctly, I remember yeah. how that went. It, it was, it was pretty, pretty good. But we get super. I mean, we're so competitive, bro. I wish you guys was coming to play basketball with us today. We're like, we're going to play ball today. Neither one of y'all are going to be there. Yeah. No, I got to go home and get ready for these engagement pictures. Uh, I'm going to go in there and play games a little bit. <laughs> I freaking wish, dude. Actually, I am probably going to go home and play games for a second. I got a little bit of time. I'm going to read, dog. I've gotten so deep into reading, bro. It's, ugh, I love it. I've just, I've been go, go, going this week. And yeah. Go, go, gadget. Like last night. We were, um, we were at Zane's graduation. Yeah. And bro. I low-key feel bad because uh, I forgot about it. Let me preface. I got off work late. Okay. Um. So, like, I didn't get off work till like, close to 5.30, 6 o'clock. And then I got home, had to start cleaning the house. So, I started cleaning in knowing that I was supposed to go to Zane's house, or to grad- his graduation. And it got to, like, 6.15. And I was sweeping, mopping, doing the dishes. And then 7 o'clock come, and my wife walked in the door. Oh. And I'm like, <gasps> And she's like, you didn't go, did you? And I go, I forgot. <laughs> and you didn't so, go, did you, as you're sitting on the couch <laughs> at 7 o'clock? What kind of stupid question? Well, I, well, I was sitting there vacuuming. like, And so, like, because I had a vest. Because I found a vest that I've been looking for for, like, six months. I finally found it. So, so you were wearing so the I vest put it, while so you put, were vacuuming. So I put it on. That oh way I knew I wouldn't gosh. lose it again. Because I, I had to go hang it up. But I knew where it was going to be if I had it and on. And you were only wearing the vest, right? No, I had I, Well, Yes. <laughs> I think because I just got out of my work clothes. He's got a vest and socks, and that's it. Oh, I had a one. <laughs> if I, I'll have to ask my wife. I don't remember. I'll, uh, I'll have to ask her about that one. I God. really hope you did. <laughs> uh, he's, and so he's standing at the window looking oh away from the neighbors. Gosh, and uh, just swinging. Just swinging yeah. Oh, if you hear clicking in the background, guys, uh, Austin is taking pictures for some PR, so, so that's what that is. This graduation, there was like 40 kids, and I was like, okay, this isn't going to take long. It took forever. How did it? How long was the graduation? Dude, it was, It felt like two hours, but it was only, we, we, it was like eight something when we got out. I want to say like eight thirty, eight forty. It was well. Did you end up going? I didn't. No. So the dude, I was so dead. That's what that's what Lexus told me. So the rule was that me, the rule was me and Shelton was gonna go together. We was gonna ride yeah. together since our wives were together. And Shelton said, uh, "I was we was really kind or like we were, was really fighting going." And he said, "He said, dude, I'm staying long enough for Zane to walk. And when I go, woo, I'm walking out the door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom and never come back. <laughs> yeah. That's what Pastor did." Yeah. Yeah, it was so funny because when me and Jay graduated, Jay was a W, so he was like the last, like three or four people to graduate. Oh. So they didn't wait for him. <gasps> <laughs> they said they yelled for me and they texted Jay and said, "Hey, dude, you were just too far." Because his last name is Rock. Right? Yeah, he's like so the last he's person. like the last person to graduate was Youngblood. So like he was literally like third or fourth nah, on dude. the back to graduate. This is- I don't, I don't miss not having a graduation until it comes to this time of year, and the only reason that I don't is because like, or the only reason that I do miss it is because I spent four years trying to be an honor grad so that I wasn't the last person because my last name is Ward, like I'm I'm a W I get the whole W train, I spent four years taking classes that were rigorous like they weren't rigorous come on like the the qualification to be an honor grad is whatever. But I, I did that. You know, like there was other things that I could have done that I wanted to do, and instead I took freaking Spanish 1. Uh, and so, you like Spanish 1. Shut up. Shut up, bro. Chill out. I but, got a Spanish story. But, and then all of that, and all that it got me is I wasn't the last person on a YouTube presentation. Dude, I'll put it out like this. When we graduated, I was sitting on the couch, and as people came up, I aired all their dirty laundry to the family. Oh my gosh! I was in a recliner, and uh, I mean, I, I was like, 
That person did this. And we paused it. And at the time, there was one person that I knew what video they sent in. And it just, like, the way they said what they said <laughs> drove me crazy. Like, still does. Like, if I hear it, like, I get visibly mad over something that I really shouldn't <laughs> get mad over. And we paused it so that when it got to that person, I skipped their video. <laughs> Shelton. That's hilarious. I was sitting there at my graduation, and like the whole time, I just kept looking because Boleg at the time he had just had surgery on his leg to, yeah. get, that, to get his hip fixed, and uh, the whole time I'm sitting there, I kept telling him, "I was like Boleg, what are you gonna do if you trip?" He said, Cause "He was he was he was bound and determined to walk because the right. like they was gonna make him be pushed in a wheelchair. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to right. walk." And so I said, "I being real with him, I said, Bub, what are you gonna do if you trip?" He said, he said, well, she cussed at the time. He said, I'm an army crawl this big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. And if y'all know, hey, know, know Bowling, that man's determined. Yeah, he would have. He would have, <laughs> too, I worked bro. with him at Walmart for a little bit. He's the funniest cat I've ever met. Really? I, bro, I miss Bowling. Bowling's in a... Arizona now with his family, yeah. and like he's just he wanted to go back to California, but he went he went to Arizona, and I need I need to hit him up see how he's doing. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was funny, bro. Like man, you still army crawling or what? Nah, bro. Like he's going to the gym. He's lost some weight. Like he's oh, doing yeah? really good for himself. Ever good. since that leg got fixed, bro. I mean, he's a, a he is literally a whole new man. Good. Like it's really good for him. I miss him though. And they still call him Bowleg. Forever. He. I mean, it's just, it's just a call sign. It's a name. It's a literally, name. like. So the cool thing about our graduation was we had one of our old basketball coaches as our principal at the time, like our head principal. So like he was super cool with us, and so like they was not going to call him Bowleg, um, but Coach Lovins at the time he said I have to call you by your name. He said, but when you start walking, he said I will call you Bowleg. And so like at graduation, I wish somebody had a video of it, but he said uh, Andrew Brown. He said, come on, Bowleg. And then he yeah. took off walking. I was like, that's dope. That was dope. So, yeah, I mean. It, but he called me the sick kid. Come on, sick kid. <laughs> I don't want to know what they would have called me. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want uh, <laughs> I, I got a good idea. Hey, Lan. Hey, man. Mr. Jordan. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I think I know what they would, too. <laughs> Mr. Jordan and Mr. Nelson loved me. But that My one. My principals did not like me. Well, I, I was never in their office. The only time they called me in the office was that they were asking me what like my friends were doing. Because well, I ran with a pretty rough crowd. You ran with a really rough crowd. And, and they'd ask me, and I'd be like, dog, to be completely honest, I have no clue. Well, like, I know they do some stuff that I don't agree with, and yeah. I just, I'm not around them when they do that. The principle that I... I ain't no snitch. The princi- oh, yeah, I ain't no snitch. <laughs> the principle that I had moved to tech. Yes. So, which he hated me. But I already had a bad rep with him because of my cousin. Yeah. Um, and so, like, my name was already kind of tarnished with her because she was, she was a little rough. She was in school. She's much better now. Thank right. God. But she was, it was rough in high school. Um, and so it was, it was a tough road from the start. And then right. when he left, it was smooth sailing. Yeah, no, then we had some rough seas. I think, I think they all liked me pretty well. Um, one of them actually called me, like, because I was like, that really close I mean like this close to not graduating high school yeah and I just they called me after because mind you when COVID hit we were like well, it's two weeks to, to stop the curb and then we were out for yeah forever hey real quick you said COVID I got an email the other day uh, you know they're saying that we're officially out of the COVID-19 pandemic era yes we yeah. are out of the pandemic we are finally out of the pandemic we've been out of it as far as respiratory goes, for uh, almost a month now, because well, that was a that was the calling sign that we would use to get authorization for patients to get respiratory whatever, so that we could give them oxygen. And they had a meeting, and we're like, "Yeah, we can no longer, we can no longer do that," which makes getting oxygen a little bit more difficult. But yeah, know. but it was cool. I was like, "Man, we're finally out of we're it. finally out of Thank it." Thank God. Well, now it's just going to be the flu every year. Yeah. COVID and the flu. We're going to hear We're about it every back year. to cardiac arrest. <sighs> yeah. But so he called me when I worked at Walmart. Which one? Uh, Chad Daddy. <laughs> okay. He called me and he's like, hey, it's uh, 
Hayden's like, I'm gonna, he's like, this is Chad Daddy. But I was like, oh, he, didn't, he didn't actually I say hope, that. I hope I that is not hope how so. he done that. And um. he hated that. He hated that nickname, but he knew that's what he, that's what we called him. Um, he called me. He's like, look. He goes, look, Nick. Plus, you're right. You're failing. And I was like, mm-hmm. He goes, I need you to. Uh, I need you to. Need you. Whatever we can do, he goes, we need to kick it in high gear. Um, so now that I already have the diploma, they can't take it back. I paid people to do all my work for me. Yeah, so I mean, I whatever I mean, works, I, bro. What it what it was is I had been so sick and I was so far behind that there was nothing I could do to yeah. get caught back up. So I was paying people I was living with. I was like, "Hey, man, you do this subject, this subject, this subject." I had a hundred in ROTC and choir. Yeah, literally, bro. My I remember this so specifically. So me, y'all know my friend Ethan. Yeah. So my my buddy senior year he got he was real sick he was out for like probably probably a month or so they had something broke his ankle got real sick with it real, real bad finally come back to school he was failing and so I remember we had special Olympics at the school and I, the entire football team always helps so we right. was helping and then it come to a point where like if you like we could alternate who was helping so I was sitting up there with Ethan and his dad calls him I mean he was so mad. Um, he got a letter about Ethan failing so me and Ethan left Special Olympics went to the computer lab and we done like 26, 27 assignments that he was missing yeah. and he walked with us nice yeah it was I mean it took us like I, I wrote four essays I took six tests and I made his senior scrapbook for him wow and he passed that's awesome yeah it was crazy it was so much work okay well we're getting close to we got about 15 minutes left so let's go ahead and we had a uh we had our first submission yes we had somebody write in sorry i could not had a brain fart there but we had our first submission so we're gonna go ahead and read that and talk about it who's got it pulled up uh give me just one second and i will gosh maybe you didn't delete all social Mm -hmm. media now we're looking like amateurs over here well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. You didn't give me the signal of when we was gonna start reading it. Sorry that I'm trying to progress my mental are, are health and my walk with God, Nick. Now we're just gonna we'll just read the, the okay. we'll just read the just, submission for right now. Um, obviously, we're not gonna say the person that wrote it. Yeah, yeah. this will be completely anonymous. Okay. All right. So Here here's the submission. Uh. How to deal with step-parents. Brutally honest. I have a stepmother whom everyone adores, but she's truly not what she seems, and as an adult, I still don't know how to handle it. I do have a younger sibling by my father in that home, and, well, things are rough. They monitor they monitor her phone, etc., and she's truly a good kid. The stepmother is very sweet, per se, when people are around, and my dad is so just oblivious to it. But he's also changing. So frustrating. Do any of you have that issue or no, or know anyone who does? I'm just looking for ways to cope if that makes sense. Prayer has helped, but she is who she is. I feel horrible for saying it, but she's a bit of a narcissist. Ooh. So, that's where we're that's where we're at. Well, we've all had oh, steps. And then at the very end, also a long-time listener of Shelton's podcast, and I have to say this one is my favorite. I would have to agree. This one is also my favorite. Out of um, <laughs> I, I'm going to be truthful with you before we get into the submission. I listened to four minutes of flat. Was it? Don't Fre- even say the name. Don't even. I listened say the to name. four minutes of it, and I was like, "This sucks." Uh, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't it terrible. Worse. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I, I can say I, I it was a learning experience. It helped I, me I, not. Kill I do. Myself, I do want to say this. Honest. I do want to say this. Thank you for the submission, first and foremost. Yes. Um, you are our first submission, so it is very exciting. Um, you get to go on our wall of achievements next you do, to this. Yes. <laughs> next to the contract. Send us contract. whatever <laughs> username you want, or throw it up there. Take a picture of it. Um, no, but on, on a serious note, um, thank you uh, for your submission. Unfortunately, we all have experiences in one shape, form, or fashion. I know yeah. I have. I can't. I don't want to speak for you guys. Um, and I, I'm just going to start off with step-parents are rough. Yeah, it's, it's um, a learning process. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It is a transition. Transition, that, that's the word. That's a better word than learning process. Um, it, is a, it, is a, it is a transition that if you are not willing to, to, to go with yeah then it is very difficult on all sides of the party and I can speak on that yeah um, because um, I have 
I have a stepdad um, who has been in my life for close to close to ten years now, and probably the first I would say probably the first three years was not smooth sailing. Um, I was young, brash. Um, I was still trying to work on a relationship with my actual father, and when he come in and kind of kind of took over that role right. for better or less words and he didn't exactly mean to it's just kind of what happened when, you, when you're when you a man and you see your your woman has not had all these things you try to give that to her and right. he, he was doing everything that I strive to do now absolutely yeah. at the time that's not where my mind was because I was like well you're not my dad that's not your job right but in hindsight it really is his job um, and so I really struggled with that um, because he was doing all the stuff that I was praying to God my dad would my dad would get a hold of to do um, and my, my stepdad can vouch for us. I mean, I can he can vouch on everything that I'm saying. Uh, he would come in and I'd stay in my room and he would try to talk to him and I'd blow him off. He would he would tell me to go do something. I would do it halfway. He my mom would then have to get in would say something. I'd snap at her, so then he would snap at me, and then it would just be a big old fight because I was just mad at his presence. I mean, it's just right. how it was. Yeah. Um, and like I said, this went on for a solid two years, three years. Um, until finally it got to the point where he sat me down. My mom's not home. There's nowhere I can go. I mean, he's got me cornered. And he sat me down and we just talked. And we laid out everything. Uh, we laid out everything in my room, on my bed that day, um, which I won't go into a whole lot of detail because I said some stuff that I heavily regret. Right. Um, but one thing that he told me that I have never forgotten, he said, I will never take place of your father. He said, but I will do everything I can to benefit you and your mother as long as I live. Because you've never had that. Yep. And from that moment forward, I have gained the utmost respect for him because I have seen the fruits of that labor. I have seen him work countless hours, stay out late, um, go above and beyond to do stuff for my mother. And he's blessed me with a little brother. Yep. I mean, without without dad, I wouldn't have TJ. Right. And I could never take that away. I. And so that is my experience with step parents. Um, it, it took a really long time for me to accept him, um, but once he sat me down and once he talked to me, once he explained, basically once he explained me his motives, what he was right. wanting to gain, he was looking for a family, and I was wanting my family until I realized he is my family, and nobody's gonna tell me different. Yeah. Dad's my family, you know. And so that's my experience, and I hope that helps. If I could give you any advice at all. For you and your step parents, it would be you guys have to talk. She has to know how you feel. She has to know what's going through your head because here's the thing: nobody knows what's going through your head except you. Yeah. And until you tell somebody how you're feeling, what you're thinking, why it bothers you, how they could possibly fix it, they can't help anything. And so, if if you take one thing from this, is you have to tell your step parents how you feel. You have to get on the same page because. It is so important for you and their relationship to get on the same page. Because if you're not, you'll never see eye to eye. Yeah. See, my dad had three wives after my mom. And my mom had... They weren't really husbands, but they were engaged to be her husband. Um, I think having a stepdad as a man is is different. Because you're like, well, you're not my dad. You're not going to take that place. Uh, and then we get very hostile and territorial. Absolutely. Uh, and Shell, you can attest to this in a sense with a stepmother. They're just kind of like they give a mothery nature. I mean, they do try to like, it, like I'm not gonna say impose their opinions, but they're trying to push their thoughts onto you in a sense. Yeah. Maybe not not a hostile way, but kind of like, well, this is how I would do it. Um. Two of my stepmoms were kind of like hard to handle. They kind of manipulated my father in a way that wasn't wasn't really cool, right? Um, and it, it could be kind of like the sense they were not who you thought they were from by looking at them or or thinking like, oh well, so and so says they're really sweet and they're really kind, and I mean, really, they were just they were different people behind closed doors, and that can happen with anybody. I mean, we know we know several people that that. that you know, face to face, they are like, "Oh, da da da!" I'm really sweet, and really happy. Behind closed doors, they're really just mean and miserable and hateful. Uh, my third stepmom, she is a blessing to this day. Even though her and my father split up, she 
is my biggest supporter outside of you guys and Chloe. <laughs> and our mom. Right. You gotta put that in there. She'll get mad. <laughs> um, but she, she supports me wholeheartedly. Um, my advice in the situation, Austin said, you know, do speak your mind. Um, but I do want to say, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, and it is always good to hope for the best, but I always hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes people are just really pig headed and they are stubborn as a mule and they will not change and they're set in their ways and we, we all want people to change for the best and do what we, what we would like. But in some situations, it's just not going to happen. And it really, it really right. sucks. It really, really does. And I really hope that it turns out the best for you and the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, so I have a stepdad and a stepmom. Um, and they're both amazing. They're both blessings. And I haven't really had a whole lot of bad interactions with them. So with this, I'm going to take kind of a different approach. Uh, from Austin and Nick and mine's not necessarily experience um, but kind of like some generalized observations of just people in general Um, Nick hit on something really good about um, the position of a stepmom versus a stepdad stepmom is more of a nurturing figure uh, whereas the dad is a protector and that's Without you can take this step out in general. A mother, a mother is there. Father, yeah, yes. a mother is there to protect, is there to nurture and to grow and to you know make you feel loved. And a father's position is more to be a protector to show you how to to protect, to survive that kind of thing, but also show that that level of nurturing. Um, and so with you know this being a stepmom, um, the idea, the chances for hostility or. Uh, not that chances, but there's less hostility right off the gun because it's the mom, not the dad. However, with that being said, um, the hostility with kids seems to kind of show a little bit more under the surface with the moms. Um, I was not in the house very long with my stepmom. Uh, she came in, they got married in 2019. Uh, yeah. 2019? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019, and then I moved off in 2020, so I was not in the house very long with her. Um, but she's been loving, she's been caring, and as a as a kid with two step-parents, what I've noticed from myself and trying to like observe is <clears throat> I see my dad and my mom as superheroes. I don't see my stepmom or dad like superheroes. I see them as human beings. And as I've grown older, I have realized that my dad and my mom are not superheroes, and they are also human beings. And so I have been able to kind of reflect, and some of the mistakes that they made when I was a kid, I've been able to have more leeway and more forgiveness than I did when, say, I was a teenager and I was super critical of everything they did. And the same goes for my step-parents. I threw some stuff at Daniel and Lindsay that they did not deserve to hear or feel because they're just trying to figure it out too, you know. They're trying to figure out their, their route. <clears throat> and while neither one of them had like a different face, um, as you had said in in the comment, they act one way in front of people and then another way behind closed doors. Um, I have seen that with people, and I I also absolutely agree that you should have if if you are comfortable and in a it, it is safe for you to do so. Uh, to have a conversation with her and be like, hey, you're doing this and this is, it's rubbing me the wrong way, um, kind of hypocritical of you, you know, and make sure that if, if you do decide to do this uh, and have a conversation with, with her that you do it from a place of love and that these, these things that you're telling her she's doing wrong or that she's hurting you or anyone around you with, um, make sure you do it from a place of love. Don't go in it trying to hurt her or her feelings because she hurt you. Um, you're not going to see any growth there. She's just going to become hostile, and it's going to become uh, a negative, dangerous situation. So, uh, and prayer. I know you said that you were praying about it. Pray, and you know, just continue to pray that that God shows you the way to to handle it, and that if you decide to have this conversation, uh, pray that that God moves through you and is able to that He's able to shine through you, and and what you say 
is spoken from a place of love and that, that he moves through that so that she understands it the right way because conversations are scary and people hear things the way you know they want to hear them so I, it's very intimidating to have a, a serious conversation with someone like this um, especially if the the relationship isn't really all there I have a hard time whenever Austin or Nick mess something up being like hey man what you're doing is not cool and I mean I'd I'd kill for either one of them and I know the feeling is mutual between them so I it, it's just that much harder whenever you don't have that relationship with somebody to have those conversations I think another big thing that you really have to hit on is it's about the person's mindset and I'm not talking about you specifically so don't hear what I'm not saying I'm not not saying this is you uh, the the listener right but what I'm saying is that as a person who has dealt with this one thing that I had to do was I really had to change my mindset about the person I had to stop looking at them as a step parent right and looking at them as well they're an addition they're not taking from me they're just trying to add something else to me they're trying to benefit me more right. than they are trying to take away and when I changed my mindset that changed my outlook that changed my perception that changed that overall that changed my overall feelings right. about the person um because when I went into it negatively, I brought all that negativity yeah. with it. And so when I changed my mindset and I stopped looking at Dad as, well, he's just another person who's trying to take the place, I, when that feeling went away, it was a whole lot easier for us to connect. Right. That's what opened up the, the ability for us to talk. That's what opened up the door for us to to start to build a relationship. That's what gave me the confidence to be able to, to sit and have that talk with him because I didn't look at it as completely negative. So I think that... As the person with those feelings, you really have to take a step back before you have the talk, which has to happen. I believe it has to happen. Um, You have to go in there with with a different mindset. You definitely need to pray about it. Ah, That is so important Mm -hmm. because the Lord will give you what to say. He'll give you how to say it, and he'll give you the love to say it because, I mean, it takes all those things. But if you change your mindset and change your thought on that person— I think this will turn out so much better yeah. in the long run. And it's really interesting that you say that you felt the way you did about uh, about your stepdad because I never felt that about Daniel or Lindsay. I always saw them as what needed to happen to complete my parents because their fallout was it's not the nastiest. You know, they're still they're still civil. They're still able to talk to each other, but as their kid and and you know going between homes. I saw how much both of them were hurting, even if they wouldn't tell me how they were hurting. And so when Daniel came in, he just kind of filled that hole for my mom. He didn't necessarily fill it for me because I still had my dad, but he filled that hole for my mom. And then the same with Lindsay. Like I saw my dad go through some really rough stuff, and then he was happy again. Yeah, and so, it, was, like, it was different for me because at the time when when dad come into the picture, um, my, my mom and dad had a really nasty divorce right um, the way that it ended everything was just kind of rough um, and then my mom had went through a series of, of men uh, of boyfriends and stuff and so uh, seeing all of them it, she took a different path just in life just right. in general and so that was different um, and so I knew the entire time that none of these guys was my dad and I it was just it was like every everyone was worse and worse yeah. than one before, and so when it got to when it got to dad, I had already just built up such a callous. Yeah, and I was just like, every one of you are garbage. None of you are going to be my dad. None of you going right. to be the standard. And so I had created that, and so I wasn't because I didn't have my dad when my mom and dad divorced. I went to my dad every it was every weekend for about two years. Yeah, then it went to every other weekend um, for about six months, and then it was maybe a weekend if he feels like it. And then when I was nine, he moved off to Pine Bluff, and he's been there for the last 13 years. Right. You know, and so um, now I'm lucky if I see him once every six months. And so I didn't I didn't have that. Right, vote. So, gotcha. So for me, it wasn't a filling the gap. It was, a, oh, you're trying to take his place. Gotcha. Because at the time, I didn't have my dad at all. Right. And so that's, I think that is why, for me, I built up such that, hard negative yeah. feeling towards anybody that wasn't my dad and these are questions that you you need to ask yourself is where is this feeling of hostility coming from because if you can diagnose it within yourself then you can change your perception and then that'll also help you if there is something that needs to change within her because let me say to this. be able to bring that up it is it is and you guys can attest to this 
it is such an amazing feeling when you're able to diffuse a situation yes mm-hmm. yourself yes um, because when I when I I remember the day I told my mom how I felt about my dad and I remember the feeling it gave me after I let that off my shoulders and ever since then I have just felt so much better because I wasn't carrying that weight out yeah and it and there's something different about about me I you will take news better from yourself than from somebody else yep and and I don't know I don't know about you guys I know for me if you guys I'm going to receive what you tell me but I'm gonna feel some kind of way because you're telling me because right. I don't want people to see that I'm dealing with something yeah. and I can tell you I love you bro as many times as I want to and I can I can comfort you and give you the compliment sandwich and be like your hair looks so good bro hey do you remember that super awful thing you said the other day man I love your shorts and you're still gonna feel like there's no way to stop that that's just how it happens yeah. Um, and so for I think that it is definitely something if you can if you can find it within yourself if you can find it within yourself before you get to the point where somebody else has to say it yeah I think it'll benefit you also yeah. I really do absolutely All right. anybody else Nick, got, got anything, anything to say uh, nothing I can think of okay well I hope that this um, this took a real heavy turn we understand yeah. um, but, but it we, needs to be talked about it does need to be talked about and I think this is something that not only uh, Will our person who submitted be able to benefit this? But anybody else who's dealing with this, yep. um, I hope that we was able to give you something that will make you think, get your wheels spinning, um, and hopefully benefit the situation. We've all dealt with it, so do not feel alone. Yeah. Uh, we all have step parents, and we've all given our experience with it. Um, so thank you for sending in your submission. I mean, this was a this was a really good conversation. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it was. So, and if there's a little too heavy for your taste, or you need something to just kind of lighten the mood after this. Uh, you know, very serious topic. Go check out David's Jerk. David's Jerk. Episode David's four. Jerk's great. Uh, go check out episode six about Shelton's uh, engagement. Um, yeah, go that watch was episode pretty seven sick. where Austin wasn't here. Yeah. No, because he that was another died. heavy episode. That, well, I, yeah, <laughs> that was another heavy episode. Um, that was a heavy episode. Now, yeah, on, no. on, a, on a serious note, though, guys, please go listen to episode one through, what are we at, nine? Yeah. Um, this is ten that we're this recording This is ten now. now. So, yeah, go check out episodes one through nine. Um, send us a submission yeah. for episode 11. Um, this is coming to an end very quickly. Yeah. Um, and so we are super excited for what the future holds, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm now, I want to clarify. You said this is coming to an end. We are coming back, but after uh, season one, we're going to take a small little, like a few weeks sabbatical to kind of reset so we're not disappearing yeah this is not the end of three semi-grown men if you love season one of three semi-grown men season two is going to be slam-packed full of just stupid fun and amazing things with not just the three of us but guests and hopefully our lovely women if yeah, they will allow us. Listen, that was put a lot of pressure on season two, so yeah. we have to deliver. Sounds like false advertising to me. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get any of that, send it's his hate, fault. Send hate mail yes. to Nick. Sue Nick. <laughs> Sue Nick, yeah. I actually resigned between season two and three. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, but we are we are so excited um, about what next season, which we're already talking about next season, and we still got a couple weeks left of season one. Yeah. So we hope that you guys have enjoyed the journey up to this point. Um, we have enjoyed every second of it um, and we are just we're ready for what comes next yes we are alright Nick you got anything just keep listening yep that's just, just, I mean that's it that's about as simple as it goes man there's we, nothing else to we say we appreciate all the love and support from you guys I mean yeah. it's just we are definitely feeling it um, please if you guys have not already go um, like follow and subscribe to uh, Three Semi Grown Men on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Yes. Um, that's where we post a lot of our content. Um, and so tell your friends, send it to your mother, give it to your grandma, do whatever you got to do. Your great Aunt Gertrude. I mean, everybody. Yeah, everybody, yeah. If your dog's got Instagram, like us on that page. Yeah, we'll take please. the numbers. I mean, that's all we need. So, woof, woof. Uh, woof. <laughs> L- Lilith. He said woof. Lilith can <laughs> interpret for us. Man, oh, that's uh, fantastic. You she can send us submissions through DM on social media, or uh, you can email us at 3sgm2022 at gmail.com. So, um, we'd love to hear from we'd you. We'd love to hear from you guys. Guys, this is episode 10 of Three Semi Grown Men. Mm-hmm. We will see you next time. Bye.